if you just talk to people every day, you will succeed. I, <laughs> that that's the that's a common theme if you listen to any podcast having to do with real estate agents, any YouTube. Just talk to people. You have enough conversations. You're gonna put put in the path opportunity. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents in our industry hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That's the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Pat Hyman. And welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Real Estate Rockstars. Hey, this is Aaron Muchastegi. I just got to interview Julian Colvard. You know, Julian is a young guy that is hustling so much out in Atlanta. He talks about how every day he makes sure that he sends at least 100 direct messages on social media to people, just people he's never talked to phone calls, how many phone calls he's doing a day, what his methods have been with for sale by owner and how he is totally succeeding right now, only as his second year in real estate and while people are locked down on shelter in place during coronavirus. So this is an episode you're not going to want to miss. This is really a no excuses episode. He grew up in a in a bad place without an education and he was able to educate himself through books, through podcasts, through everything and just good old fashioned hard work. And he is really, really crushing it. I was so proud of him and so happy to have that conversation in the day. Listen in. Rockstar Nation, this is Aaron Muchastegi. Hey, I am interviewing today Mr. Julian Colvard from Atlanta, Georgia. You know, Julian has been a, a listener of the podcast. He's been interacting with a lot of our team on Facebook and email through Rebus University and, and every other way. And the, one of my team members reached out to me and said, hey, I love what Julian's doing. I love the interaction he's doing on Facebook. You really need to get him on the show. And so today is the day. Julian, we got you on the show. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. You doing all right? All right. So out in Atlanta, what is Atlanta like right now during like coronavirus? What's the, what's the, what's the lockdown status? What's the law? What's, what's it, how's everybody feeling? Atlanta is deserted. <laughs> Nobody on the streets. Everybody's got the mask on, the gloves on. And the people who are, who can work from home, they're working from home. But uh, it's, it's really nothing going on. And our housing supply is like non-existent. <laughs> yeah, that, that's how it's like out here. You want to drive out here, usually it's uh, bumper to bumper traffic. Hundreds of people on the street at all times, but it's, no, it's, it's the complete opposite now. It is opposite. What a trip, right? Like the, especially, so you, you live in a busy area of Atlanta? Yeah. Uh, West Midtown. It's, um, so to give you an idea of how many people stay where I stay, um, there are seven apartment buildings being built within half a mile of me. So all of them are in walking distance and there's around like, I think it's 1400 units, somewhere around that 1400 units total that are about to be available. And there are already five or six existing apartment buildings with at least 200 units each within half a mile of me. So that's a give idea how busy it is. Yeah, you know, and I've heard a lot from, you know, in the core of the big cities, that's where it really feels crazy. I mean, everybody's working from home right now. That feels crazy. But if you live out in the, in the suburbs, you know, a lot of neighborhoods, there's people walking around, you know, they're out. They're functioning, but and and in, and in gated neighborhoods, maybe you didn't always see a bunch of cars driving around. But in the in the cities, 
where people are used to seeing just a ton of cars all the time. I mean, what a weird vibe, right? Like people that live in the city, they like kind of love the hustle bustle of the city. They like the energy, the cars, the everything. How has, uh, how has your mood been with that? How are the people that you've talked to are, are people dying to get back out? Are they talking to people? Are they staying they stay inside? Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's all pent up when we, we do come off of quarantine. I don't know if you ever been to Atlanta, but it's like the club city. It's clubs everywhere. <laughs> when we do come out of quarantine, it's going to be a party probably every day for the, like two weeks straight. Yeah, so yeah, that's what I and I think you're right. People, yeah, I, I've heard people been getting laid off, but I only know one person who's gotten laid off. But I know probably a few people who have been furloughed. So that, that's how... Uh, that's how my experience or the other people's experience has been as far as like job security that I know of. Yeah. So the, so right now, so we've got that pent up demand from people wanting to go outside. You also said there's not much real estate available right now. So is there not much on the market? Is not much transacting with what's going on? Yeah, it's not much transacting. Well, it's a lot transacting, but um, it's, it's not a lot listed for, for sale on the MLS or on Zillow for sale by owners are having a hard time selling their house too, because they don't want, I call Fizbo's and they don't want anybody to come over to their house unless they have a, a qualification letter, or like a, a pre-approval. And as you know, like most of the people who call Fizbo's are just listing agents. So they're having a tougher time. Lenders have gone up on their requirements. The big banks that like SunTrust and Wells Fargo, Bank of America, those guys have gone up on requirements. A lot of folks took their houses off the market and um, they said, yeah, we just waited out. We we wanted to move out before our kids transfer schools, but we don't even know how next school year is going to look because we might be in quarantine for up to a year. So it's, it's really no point of moving if for if our whole purpose for moving was so we can like our whole purpose from like moving or holding off on moving was to wait till our kid got out of school. But now our kid is out of school. We don't know if they'll actually be physically in another school by uh, the next time we move. So there's really no point of moving. That's what, I, that's what I've been hearing talking to folks. So that makes a lot of sense. So you're talking about people taking it off the market to wait it out and, and try to see what's out there. So you talked about this pent up demand where you think everybody is going to be partying in the streets. Now, some of those people that are waiting to sell, as soon as we get released, they're not necessarily going to be ready to sell yet because they still don't quite know what it means, right? So you're right. People that were motivated for specific reasons, hey, we're moving because of this job. Hey, we're moving because of school. The college, the college scene type thing, that has changed so much because I know that the schools out in, in California you know, a few months ago said, hey, go home. You know, even if you're staying in on campus at like school's canceled, go stay at your parents' house. The, you know, go back to where you are in the off season. Like those are big fundamental changes. But for the other people, do you think as soon as, you know, they were, they, they get us off shelter in place, a bunch of people are going to list their houses on the market again. You think the Fizbo's are going to go back to normal or do you think they're going to be cautious for a while? Uh, Fizbo's, they probably, they probably just throw their houses up on the market. As soon as we come off of quarantine, I'm like, Oh, this is our, our, our opportunity. A lot of those Fizbo's need to sell too. Uh, they're, they're in a position where they have to. So, so they're definitely going to, put their their house back on the market that's at least from what i've heard in atlanta if i talk to 10 fesbos nine out of ten of them have a have a situation where they 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 have to <laughs> no it's not because they want to yeah and uh yeah i, I don't i don't really know because i never dealt with anything like this before in my life uh, neither has my grandma i, I try i was looking up some stuff on the 1918 spanish flu to see how things were handled then but i really couldn't find much so i i just really don't know 
um, what's going to happen as far as the, the housing market when, when we come off of quarantine. But right now, prices are still going up. People are still getting over at list price. Houses are still going under contract within the first week in Atlanta. Yeah. It's still hot out here right now. So do you think, so right now, everything stops. The for sale by owners are going to put the stuff back on, especially because they need to sell, right? Just like you said, like a lot of those people, they need to sell it right now. Um, so they're going to be willing to do that. Do you think that the, do the for sale by owners become a bigger opportunity for you right now? Is that, is that something oh, that's yeah. a big part of your business plan? Yes. Yes, man. Uh, for sale by owners, they, they, at first they were putting their house up because it was just so easy to sell. Just boom, boom, boom. Like it's just a hot market. Everybody's in, everybody wants to buy, but now a whole bunch of buyers have gotten eliminated because lenders have got stricter requirements. So it's like, you can't just put your house on Zillow and it, it's just, get an offer within the first week anymore you actually have to work to sell it you have to expose it to the folks who have the buyers which is, which are the agents and they're they're not doing that on uh they're not doing that on zillow and then on top of that they might have a nice house but it's something like as small as professional pictures even though people might hear that and say oh pictures don't mean nothing well yes they do they they put take pictures of the app with the iPhones and they put it up on zillow it's like no, you, <laughs> your house looks worse than it actually is, or you'll probably lose out uh, to a house that's for sale that's worse than yours, that somebody will probably like less, but it just looks better online and it attracts them. But yeah, Fizzbowls are definitely um, a target. This guy, Jeff Glover, he's been on uh, been on, on uh, Real Estate Rockstars one or two times. He was saying that when the market starts to... Uh, get when it starts to get tougher to sell even though in atlanta it's not it's not really like that like so he was talking about the shifting market going down uh fizzbowls they have a tougher time selling their houses so they need agents more um even though the agent's not going down it's still that type of environment for them right now so i'm definitely targeting fizzbowls calling them up every day uh in the morning starting at 7 50 and trying to get face to face with them as soon as possible because i think some type of narcissistic said like like 80% or 87% or 70, I don't, I don't know, but it was like the majority of people go with the first agent they meet, not, not the first agent that, you know, they hear from or, or the first agent that, uh, that, that persuades them. It was just the first agent they meet. So I'm just trying to get face to face with these people as fast as possible. And once some of the, some of the, uh, agents, not agents, Fizzbos, I tell them like, Hey, if you don't want me to come over to the house, that's fine. I wear gloves and masks. If that doesn't work for you, that's fine. We can do, I can call you on Facebook or I can call you on Instagram. Cause you got the little, the little FaceTime over there and, uh, we can talk about it and that has worked. So they're probably going to go with me after they get, you know, tired of having a house up on Zillow for about two or three weeks. Yeah. I think that's great advice right now because the you're right. People have to work a lot harder to sell right now. So the for sale by owner, that pops up in a booming market where people are getting multiple offers and they don't, and they don't think they need to pay the commission. But in times like this, you need great pictures. You need walk, you know, virtual walkthroughs. You need agents that are going to respond. You need agents that are willing to walk through a house and do video calls with people because people are also nervous. They don't want to go walk through 10 houses, whereas that used to be fun. Two months ago, uh, families loved walking through 10 houses to pick one. Now people are like, they only want to walk through one because they're scared, right? So they want to see the Zoom calls ahead of time so they narrow it down. So they're not going to go to 10 just for the heck of it. They're going to say, I want to go to one or two and make my offer. So, the, so you're going to reach out to those Fizbos. You're going to call them in the morning and say, hey, do you need help selling your house? I love the statistic you talked about too of if they actually meet you, there's a better chance of getting them to hire you as their agent how does that phone call go? Like, what is your script for the guys that you called this morning that were the for sale by owners? Cause they're, 
And because right now it's like coronavirus time. Are they like, why are you calling me? Or, or, you know, how does, when they answer, what do you say? What's that conversation like? Uh, it's like, hey, uh, hey, so-and-so, is this the, the property owner for the house on Zillow? Uh, yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, this is Julian. I see your house went up for sale, and I see that you're selling it on your own. I get all of this stuff from Brandon Moreno, who's been on this podcast twice. Um, I see that your house is so, uh, I see that your house is for sale. You're selling on your own. I totally respect that. Just wanted to know, would you be open to working with agents if they can bring you a fully qualified buyer at this time? And say, yeah, yeah, we would. Okay, well, um, look, I'm not, I'm not calling you. I want to be totally transparent. I'm not calling you to. Uh, because I have a buyer, I'm not going to lie to you. Like you're probably going to get lies from other agents or whatever you've heard. I just want to be here in case the house doesn't sell and serve as a backup plan. Um, I'm going to be in the area tomorrow previewing homes. Um, I might as well stop by and share some some information with you to cause the home to sell, some market information, real live up-to-date stats of what's going on. And I have a for sale by owner backup plan that I can share with you as well, just in case. If you don't sell the house on your own, which you probably will because we're in the hot market right now, um, you'll always have that as a backup plan in your back pocket, just in case you want to go that route if it makes the most sense for you. And then they'll say no. They give me some reason. I'll just repeat what they say and then say the exact same thing over again. <laughs> yeah. And I'll probably do that two or three times. And they're like, I, I always ask them, like, you're not going to do anything unless it makes sense to you, right? And like, right. I'm like, okay, well, uh, I'll be over there. I'll be in that area. I could probably stop by, um, by two or does three typically work better for you? And they'll just say, uh, just give me a time and we'll meet. But right, right. now... It's going like um, I don't want to let anybody out in the house at all unless they're they're submitting the offer. I totally respect that. Look, I say the same thing. Like, look, I can share some information with you, some market stats that are that are currently going on right now, so you can be up to date on the market. So you can see, just see some stats, so you can know what, like how how your house how your house fares in competition with the other houses for sale. And I have a for sale by for sale by owner backup plan, um, just in case that you don't sell the house on your own. I don't have to come over the house. I can share that through with you over the phone or I would rather much show it to you so you can have a better understanding of what, what's going on. Like, do you have an Instagram or a Facebook? I can call you through there. You can see exactly what I'm talking about. And then like almost always, they just say, yeah, I'm like, yeah, sure. Never or they say, um, what, what do you need my Facebook again? Why do you need my Facebook and my Instagram? I'm like, look, so I can just, I don't have an iPhone, so I can FaceTime you and show you this stuff. I can email it to you. But I'd much rather just go over it through through the FaceTime so you can see exactly what I'm talking about. But that's not the reason why. Um, the reason why I want to get them on, like, FaceTime so I can be, like, more of a person and, <laughs> like, humanize myself. And I'm not just some agent. I'm like, oh, it's Julian instead of an agent. Right. So that, that, that's, that's why I go for that. But that, that, that works. They're, that is they're great advice. Being able to, yeah. I love the technique there. So they're, so you're saying like, hey, this is this. You're going to do fine. You're going to do fine without me. You don't even need me. But if you do need me as a backup plan, I could show you this stuff. And then I could even just drop it off tomorrow. And they go, well, I don't really want anyone in the house right now. You're like, all right, so you don't want anyone in the house right now. So your, your goal is to get it from a phone call to a face-to-face -face in person at the house or a face-to-face -face video conversation. So then they, then they humanize you. And then go, all right, so the, this, is, this is who Julian is. Let's do this deal. How many, so I've seen on Facebook, you'll do posts like, hey, I did 28 calls this morning. I did this many. How many calls did you do, did you do today? How many did you do on Friday? How many people or appointments that you got? Uh, so today I had 30 contacts and one lead. 
typically I do like 30, I do 150 contacts a week, 600 a month. And off of social media, Jesus, woo, off of social, I don't, so I only count voice to voice contacts. I don't count social media contacts. So if we were counting social media contacts, it would probably go from like 70. It, it, it'll go from 30 to 70 because I get about 40 contacts on social media because once I wake up from 6.30 to 7.30, all I'm doing is sending out messages. And um, I, I probably get about three leads. Yeah, I get three leads from social media almost every day because I send out 100 DMs, and those 100 DMs almost always give me 300 leads. So whether that – most of them are uh, traditional buyers, but some of them are also um, investor leads. So they'll say – we know because I, I also like flip houses and wholesale and stuff like that. They're like, um, yeah, you still buy houses. You still doing that? I'm like, yeah, they're like, oh, my my grandma or my mom trying to sell her house is not in the best uh, shape. And I know you buy houses, cash, whatever. Can you talk to her? So that that's what it would look like typically. But those are my numbers. And typically, so the, the leads vary voice to voice. I'll probably get about two leads per day, 10 a week. But the, the thing is, I talk to Fizbo's first. Then I do some circle prospecting, and then I'll, I'll talk to a, a a specific list that I'm targeting, like uh like tax delinquent or probate or evictions or like quote unquote tired landlords, people that just own a house for a long time and just different like list niche uh, people with different situations. So the leads vary based on who I'm talking to. Yeah, and just the and, and even just an outbound Facebook direct message to somebody, you'll message somebody that you've never talked to before and say, "Hey, I'm yeah. I'm Julian. I, I buy houses, or I'm Julian. I'm an agent." I don't even introduce myself. I just say which one of your friends is looking to uh, buy a house, or who do you know who wants to sell the house. That that's sure. it. And I just send that out to a hundred people, and it's like I don't really need you to engage with it too much, as long as I send a message. Because so, like Facebook and Instagram, their logarithms are, are funky now. So you'll wake up and you'll see the same people over and over again on your Facebook and uh, Instagram feed. But if you're able to DM a whole bunch of people and depending on how often they use it, if they respond to your DM or like your DM, you you have a higher chance of popping up on their feed. On their uh, People call it a timeline, but it's not a, it's not a timeline anymore. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah, so that that's that's my uh my goal with that, and it has proven it's proven itself to be true because I used to have typically I, I do my little Instagram stories right, and I had on on average I probably had a hundred and twenty people watch my Instagram stories, but since I started doing the the DM thing and I've been doing this for about two months, so so only sixty days, it went from one twenty to probably about two fifty, so my engagement has went up and that's just off of doing the DMs. And I send a hundred DMs a day from six 30 to seven 30. And then on Facebook, I get a lot more people who will, they won't engage necessarily with my posts, but they'll see my posts and they'll, they'll tell me about it. Like if I call them on the phone or, or we meet in person, but then my Facebook stories, this is the one that just like blew my mind. It went from, so I only have about 18, 1900 friends on Facebook. I don't know how many are active. I went from about 10 people viewing my story every day to 170 people viewing my story on Facebook. So it's like a gigantic leap. And it's all from sending messages because people are engaging with me more. So Facebook and Instagram is saying, hey, this, they're sending DMs back and forth. They must like each other. Let, let us start putting Julian stuff 
onto their onto their feed. So when they pop up on their little homepage, they'll see Julian because obviously they must like each other. Yeah. Well, and then people might want to see it now. They're going, who is this guy that, that sent me the message? Real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Amuchastegui. And as you know, when you've been hearing these episodes, so many of our guests give us lots of free gifts and share the tools they've been using to become successful. We've got free real estate tools, scripts, eBooks, marketing materials, and more. We keep track of everything in our vault and it's updated with new items each and every week. If you want access to that stuff, it's totally free for being a listener. All you have to do is go to agentsuccesstoolbox.com, agentsuccesstoolbox.com and get your free gifts now. So right now it's just, I mean, you are just doing a lot of hard work. Every day you have a goal of you're going to message a hundred people on social media. You're going to make so many phone calls. You're going to do 150 phone calls a week. And if you just put in the time and put forth the calls, you're going to get a certain number of appointments, a certain number of people and, and be able to push through. So if there's people right now on quarantine saying they can't do much or they're trying to figure out what they can, it's, that sounds like a business plan that anybody could jump into, right? Like, Make the phone yeah. calls, make the messages. Just don't give up until you do. You ever have days where you're like, "Man, I, I got ten more calls to make, and I'm and I'm and I don't want to do it." Yeah, I do. Um, when I'm when I'm actually into it and I'm calling and I'm like, oh, I want to get done. It's just like it triggers. Like I, I'm hitting the wall. I'm hitting the wall. Like read his uh, compound effect book, a book called the Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. He was like, when you hit the wall, everybody else is too. So just keep going so you can beat everybody else. And I like this guy, Mark Spain, which I think he was on this podcast too. It was like the first, within the first 10 episodes, he was saying, I'm like, oh, Mark, why do you want to do it? What motivates you? He's just, he'll just straight up tell you, I just want to beat you. So I'm thinking if I'm hitting the wall, everybody else is hitting the wall. And I see the agents on IG and Facebook and I'm like, I'm better than them. <laughs> so I yeah. keep going. <laughs> I, yeah, Julian, I love that. I, lo I love that advice and, the, and that everybody could be doing that right now. So you have listened to hundreds of our podcasts from the Real Estate Rockstars. Do you have any favorites? Do you have, I mean, you have already named like six or seven people that you heard from on here that now you, you look to. Do you have any that stick out as some of your favorites? It was one about, it was one with a guy from Caldwell Baker. He was talking about a listening appointment. I can't really remember the episode or his name, but I remember what he was talking about. And that, but I like the Mark Spain one. I like the Mark Spain one at the beginning. I like the Jeff Glover one. I like the two Brandon Moran. I don't know that. I don't know the numbers. I like the two, yeah. both the Brandon Moran ones. And I like the, uh, everything that David Osborne gets on. Yeah. Yep. Those are, those are awesome. You know, David was back on just like two weeks ago. I had David on here. We were talking about kind of, uh, what agents can do to come out of this. And, you know, if you listen to that one, he, you know, he talked about now we're in a crash. And so whenever we're in the good market, you, know, you have to worry that you're always so much closer to a crash. And then now that we're in a crash, you say we're so much closer. We're every day. We're one day closer to the recovery and the people that yeah. do focus and work hard right now, like every day we're a step closer to the recovery is going to boom. So let's be ready. Let's be ready. Let's work hard. Let's make those phone calls. And the, so you are, you're going through a ton of stuff. You also like wholesale and everything else. So how long have you been a real estate agent? How'd you get into real estate? Been a real estate agent for two years. So I got my license in January 2018. So two years and what, like three or four months. And then I've been in real estate since 2017. And the way I got into real estate is was uh, I was at this fundraiser and you know, I was just talking to people here and there. And then this drunk guy came out of nowhere. He was like, oh, uh, my real estate business is doing $20 million a year. 
I want to sleep, but my, my girlfriend tells me to stay home, sleep, but I can't sleep because the money's calling me, blah, blah, blah. So <laughs> he's like, um, this guy who I was talking to, he's like, yeah, Julian's looking for an internship. And the guy was like, uh, yeah, I take an intern, I take an intern, but I ain't going to pay you. I ain't paying nothing. He's like, oh, that's my money. And I was <laughs> like, okay, I'm fine with that. And he's like, meet me in my office tomorrow. So I got, I hit him up on land, uh, got his office address, got over there. And in that office, there was a guy who owned a whole bunch of motels. Miles, what did Miles do? He was a developer. He was building condos and stuff down in Florida. And then we had Ron, Ron flipped houses. Then we had Kenny, who was the crazy guy I was talking to. He's, he was the accountant and he flipped houses. And just being around them, uh, I, I mean, look, hey, you, you're in GoBundance, right? Yeah, that's one. That's one of the masterminds I'm part of. Yeah, yeah. So y'all, y'all came out with the book "Trap of Millionaires." Yeah. But what if one decision can change change everything? That one decision is changing who you're around. So I was around those people, and I just I just started doing it because they were doing it. <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. And, and yes, and what a great shout out to the book, right? So "Tribe of Millionaires" talks about that. It talks about guys like a guy going along, living his life the normal way, and then not realizing that there was even like you know, masterminds and everything else. And that one decision, so you made that one decision to go be somebody's intern, right? For free, even just to see where it turned out to. And now you are, now you're your own boss, pretty much like you're doing deals, you're waking, nobody's telling you what time to wake up. Nobody's telling you how many calls you're going to make a day. Uh, you're doing that now. And the, and even especially now, in tough times is when we talk about it's the most important for people to find you know, peers to talk to. So are the, are you in any mastermind groups? You know, is it, you know, do you interact with other guys or people you bounce ideas off of? I'm so I'm in one It's called our real estate pro with Dan Noma and Kenny Klaus. Uh, they're out in Arizona it's for, for the iBuyer thing. And that's the only mastermind group I am, I'm in, but I, I talk to a lot of real estate folks. I might as well, I got my own little board of advisors, like in, um, uh, thank you, Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill, saying he like envisioned Andrew Carnegie and J.P. Morgan on his board of advisors. But I have the board of advisors, but it's like people I actually talk to. So I'm not in a mastermind group, but I'm talking to people who are who are bigger and, and better than me in real estate um, every, every day, and learning from guys like uh, Pat Haven read his book twice all the way through. Gary Keller read all their books. David Osborne, Tim Rowe, all those guys. So I, I pay attention to every single word they they say yeah. and every single podcast they jump onto. So like even this podcast, I listen to it and it's like they're having a conversation. I'll just pretend like I'm there. So that I guess I have my own makeup mastermind. Yeah, no, that's that's the truth, man. Anyone out there that doesn't have the resources out there, I mean, podcasts are free and you find your people and you follow them around and it's like getting to hang out with them. Because you and I are just having a conversation. You and I are getting to know each other right now. And other people are getting to hang out in my office with me in your, in your, in your car with you. And they're going to hear it all, right? So, the, <laughs> so it's just like they're here along for the ride. And so the, I think that is a great perspective uh, to be able to do that. So when it comes to deals, how many, how many real estate uh, deals are you doing as an agent? How many are you doing as an investor right now? Uh, so in January, I had 10 closings. Those were all iBuyer closings. Uh, in February, I had... In February, I had four. In March, I had three. And in April, I had one. And then I have some other... No, in April, I had two. And then I have some other ones that are lined up for May. I have two lined up for May. So what are the average price of those deals? Average sales price is 153 
But a lot of those, so people will say, oh, the average sales, I'm not getting a three three percent uh commission. My commissions are usually like four and a half, and the biggest one I've got was eleven percent on a one hundred fifty eight thousand dollar sale. Yeah. All right. So, so the because you're kind of hustling, you're going to find it, you're doing some of the iBuyer stuff or you're hooking people up with a buyer and a, you're putting a buyer and a seller together almost like wholesale. So you you're not just getting three percent on those. So hundred and forty five thousand as as the average price, but your profit's like an average like ten thousand a house, you wanna say, or, or more than that? Uh average, it'd probably be like six. It'd probably be a six. Because the, right. the average sales price would probably be like four. I mean I said not four and a half. Uh the average commission is four and a half, but then you'll have these commissions that are that are bigger, like the the eleven percent one, and that'd be like a um, eleven thousand. I mean, I'm doing the math on. Yeah, so six. It says six point seven five. So that'd see, be the average commission. See, average about six point seven five your commission. Well, I think I think that is, that is a a great way to do it. And as you, as you, you know, as you jump around and you get to you know be out there hustling, it, it it makes sense, right? You're you're working hard. You're finding people, and you're having to convince them, like, hey, you haven't been able to sell on your own. Uh, so I'll be able to to help you now. So what are your what are your goals over the next year? You know for this, I know. And right now everything's kind of in in this crazy limbo. So have you really have you looked into? Are you still making as many calls as you were before? How many deals are you open to before the end of the year? Uh, so my goal was to do forty, and I was well, uh, I was on track to do way more than forty. Uh, but my my main focus is to just I don't have like a, a um an income goal anymore or a um closing goal so my income goal was 250 this year my my closing goal was uh 40 and i think let's do the math on that i think it's i think i was i was dead on hold on 250 yeah so if i would have 40 closings with an average um commission of 6250 that would have been i don't know if you can see that that would have been right on right yep the six and a quarter the yeah. so yeah you but got my goal yeah, my, now my goal is just to like be consistent because I don't know how everything's gonna play out because of this quarantine, quarantine thing. So I just want to be consistent. Talk to a lot of people on social media. Talk to a lot of people voice to voice. Meet with as many uh, sell by owners as possible and try to find as many hedge funds as possible to sell sell houses to. Because they're the ones with the money, right? The only people who are gonna buy the ones with the money, and nobody has more money than hedge funds. Yeah, the hedge, the hedge funds are able to, especially if we're going into this rough market. I mean, one of the things you said there, Julian, is you are going to focus on the stuff you can control. So you said your goal right now isn't necessarily how many closings you're going to get, but you can control how many people you call per day. You can, you can control how many DMs you send on social media. So you're saying, hey, instead of setting your goals for what your production is going to be, you're just going to set your goals on the things you can control. You're going to make sure that you talk to people, make sure you make the phone calls, you reach out to people. And then it's all going to come out in the wash anyway, right? Then you're going to get your – if you focus on making those phone calls and you, and you don't stress about the outcome, then you're going to get those deals to happen. Where did you – how old are you? Where did you grow up? I'm 25. I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, in a neighborhood called Joyland. It's been mentioned by a lot of rappers and uh, like gangster movies. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it's not the best place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm from Atlanta, grew up in Atlanta. And like you were saying, the, the, the thing is, this I think it's the best time to be a real estate agent right now, and it's not to make money because anybody, any, anybody can make money when the market's hot. Like, nobody owners sell their house when the market's hot, so it's not hard. Real estate's not hard. But I, I think right now it's just, and Jeff Glover said this, it's just all the conversations I'm having right now 
will like set me up for next year just set me up whenever the lockdowns lifted and the lenders come off of their requirements because one thing i'm really good at is follow up i will follow up with with you until you die like my i still keep it and it's just a habit i keep in touch with all my second and third grade teachers like the last time i talked to my second grade teachers probably about two weeks ago so i'm following up with every single body for my, my whole life I, I know i have all my teachers on facebook i have all their numbers i talk to all of them so i talk to some of them about real estate <laughs> how, do you, how do you keep track of everybody uh, Mojo, just put them in Mojo, and um, you can you can set little follow up reminders in Mojo, and you just just get on Mojo every day and make your calls, and it'll be right there. And then on Facebook, um, it's kind of hard not to keep track of everybody because like once you DM so many people, you're DMing the same people over and over again. Yeah, you see the list. I like that. So okay. you're you're using Mojo as your CRM to make sure that you continuously follow up. One of the yeah. Something awesome about your story too that you talked about, right? So you you didn't grow up in the best place. You grew up in the in the in the place that are on the gangster movies and and, and the rappers are talking about. But your education has been like you named off like twenty books you've read, right? So you're reading books, you're listening to podcasts, you have different coaches that you hear, you're following those methods, and you are just working really really hard. So the are you did you have you done anything else for education, or are you just completely self educated in books that are out there? Yeah, just reading, and uh, Ray Dalio said, he was like, a, a lot of our best learning will be through experience than reflecting on it, and if, like, a lot of the stuff I do with iBuyers, I'm pretty sure, I'm probably like, man, it can't be, it can't be more than five agents doing what I'm doing, like, in the, in the whole world with the iBuyers, it can't be, and with, and with, because um, I'm not representing anybody, I'm just brokering deals, and, and the same thing with the hedge fund, and going back to what Ray Dalio said, he said a lot of our best learning will be through experience and reflecting on it. It's like, that is the best way to learn. And when you think about it, Ray Dalio is, has this hedge fund really big. You got to have what $5 billion net worth and a hundred million dollars cash to be his client. He's not even accepting people. So that's just for him to take a look at you. And he's doing, he's got investment strategies that he will never share with the world. You can't find it in any books. Can't do none of that. And he was, he was able to develop those strategies off of reflecting on his experience. So that's what, that's what a lot of my uh, that's where a lot of my education is mainly coming from. It's just like do something, mess up, or not even mess up. Just like oh, I could have done that better. How could I have done that better? And then just figure out, just think of a way and just implement it next time, and just keep doing that over and over again. You just keep refining your own process. And a lot of this stuff, a lot of the thinking and reflecting is done when I walk my dog in the morning and at night. So those those probably like my most valuable times. And then then going back to like. This guy, Earl Nightingale, right? Um, he has a video on YouTube, really, really old, probably the 1930s. This is like 19 minutes that changed your life. And he was like, oh, there's a lumber dealer who's making big money in a recession, making big money in the hard times during the Great Depression. They say, how do you do it? How do you do it? And the guy says, well, I just go in my office. I lock the door. I sit in my chair, and I just make sure the lights off, and I, and I think. <laughs> so that's how he was doing it. Ray Dalio said, reflect on your experience. I was like, oh, okay those two together i need to make my own process so what yeah. did the guy say you can't go uh you can't learn how to ride a bike on a seminar or something like, at a seminar or something like that yeah you so, got to do it you got to learn from experience and you got to reflect on it that's an important thing that i think a lot of people miss too like actually just reflecting on the experience afterward the i don't know if it was somebody that i interviewed or i was listening to a podcast where where there was a guy that was booking in his thinking time 
So I've got a few days a week now on my calendar. I have two hours. It says thinking time. And that's like just sitting in my office and just like a piece of paper and just start writing down stuff. Like what ideas do I have? What did I learn this week? That sort of thing. You know, Julian, the, your story today is, it's really super inspirational. Like as, as, we're, as we're closing up the end of the podcast, like there was so much info you just went through. But when I say it's inspirational, it is a, an example of, hey, there are no excuses out there, right? There are no excuses just to like, you have worked hard. You took a free internship to learn how to do stuff. You've gone and tried and you failed and you learned and you failed and you learned and you've read every book out there. You listen to podcasts that are out there. You watch YouTube videos that are from, you know, videos from like 80 years ago. Like you are, you're doing everything you can. Plus you're making a certain amount of phone calls every day, coronavirus or not, a certain amount of direct messages to people, you know, coronavirus or not. And it's just waiting to see what interactions you're going to get. You're using some of that technology, Mojo Dialer, and, and, and some of those other things. But really, the uh, it's really cool to hear how active that you've been. And so with that, with being self-educated, other than mentors and your own people on there, you're doing 30 to 4 deal, deals a year. And you're out. And the and even though, you know, one of my favorite things you said today was the, you're not going to focus on your production right now. You're going to focus on the things that you can, on the phone calls, on the, the messages. Like, you can't control what's going to go on in the world. You can't control which ones are going to close or not but you can control how many phone calls, how many emails. The, in closing, is there anything that you, that you wish you would have said or if people, if people want to reach out to you, they want to say, hey, I've got a referral in Atlanta or hey, I'm a hedge fund buyer and I want to buy some stuff in Atlanta. People want to find you. What's the best way they can find you? Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Julian Colvard, my name. Very active on there. Uh, Julian Col- I got two Instagrams, JulianColvard.Realtor and then Julian Colvard. So you spell Julian's last name. It's J-U-L-I-A-N. His last name is C-O-L-V-A-R-D. I mean, it, it'll be in our show notes. There's a lot less people driving in cars right now. So you're going to see the show notes on your computer or on our YouTube video. Julian, any last pieces of advice that you would give to agents out there right now? Shoot, it's very, 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 very simple. Um, <laughs> if, you, if you listen to this podcast, you already know what I'm about to say. The only thing, you don't have to have any skills. You can be enthusiastic. You can be monotone. You cannot just be horrible. If you just talk to people every day, you will succeed. I, <laughs> that, that's, the, that's the common theme if you listen to any podcast having to do with real estate agents, any YouTube. Just talk to people. You have enough conversations. You're going to put, put in the path an opportunity. My first, no, not my first, my second traditional buyer uh, who I'm working with or we're on the contract right now, he was a FISBO, and he's like, can you help me buy a house? I was like, yeah, sure. And he kind of sends them to me, like, I want to go look at this. I want to go. So I'm not doing, he's like outworking me when it comes to finding houses, but it's like I met him through just talking to somebody. And you don't have to, and he asked me, can I be his agent? So it wasn't no, there wasn't really a buyer consultation. It wasn't really any skills put into that to get that client. So if you just talk to a whole bunch of people, you're going to see. That is awesome. I, I love that advice. If you just talk to people every day, whether you're answering the phone or dialing, you talk to people every day as much as you can and you will be successful. I mean, that there's just the example, even from the Facebook message. It's such a simple one out of nowhere. Like, Hey, who wants to sell me their house? And you know, half the people ignore you and then some people reply back and then they are real leads. And because you did that, I mean, I never even heard of this. You could message 100 people, and now you're going to show up in their stories more than you would before. So the great tips today, Julian. Thanks for coming on the show, especially as an avid listener that's, that's listened to a couple hundred of our podcasts. The, I am excited that you got to come on here today and share with the people out there. So thanks for joining us. 
Thanks for having me on. This is a life milestone for me being on here. <laughs> awesome. Check it off the bucket list, man. Thanks for showing up. Rockstar Nation, thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Listen, I need a favor. If you find this free content helpful, if you find our downloadable items from each guest helpful, please, I need you to pull out your pointing finger, yes, the one finger that points at people, and hit subscribe. Yes, subscribe. The more subscribers we get, the better we look in the ratings, and the easier it is to get guests like Robert Kiyosaki, Barbara Corcoran, all the players that are on the million-dollar listing in the different cities. All that stuff makes it easier the more subscribers we get, so please subscribe. And listen, there's a lot of places you can leave comments. There's a lot of places you can like. We're on Facebook. We have an Instagram page. Instagram page is I am Pat Hyben. The Facebook is Real Estate Rockstars Radio. Feel free to leave us comments there. The most popular form of commenting seems to happen on YouTube. Yes, for whatever reason, it's a very open environment. So just go to YouTube and go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio and leave us comments there. Some of them we will read on the show. And we love your feedback. So thanks, guys, and I hope you are having a great day. Oh, and also, listen, if you're going to subscribe and you haven't already left us a, a review on iTunes, please do that too. Have a great day, and thanks so much, Rockstar Nation. I really appreciate you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.